You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL on YouTube and follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the program today, Seamus McGee from BetMGM with all the latest insights for football season from behind the counter, both college and NFL. But we will start with the NFL gridiron and a really significant setback when it comes to the Seattle Seahawks as their Wookiee ride receiver Jackson Smith Jigba suffers a wrist injury. Pete Carroll, the head coach, says Smith Jigba will miss three to four weeks, but that might be the most optimistic outlook, Aaron, because three to four weeks means that JSN will miss the first game, first couple of games. But when you're dealing with potential surgery, it could be a lot more than that. And so when it comes to Offensive Rookie of the Year standings and betting on the Seahawks in general, how do you react to this news? I don't think it's good. Um, you look at their depth chart, the Seahawks depth chart, and there's D. Eskridge suspension and a bunch of red cues all over the place in terms mm-hmm. of their depth at wide receiver. So I think Pete Carroll might have been downplaying this a little bit, saying three to four weeks, maybe. Last time I checked, you need your wrist to catch those footballs. And what does this also mean for Geno Smith, you know, and the Seahawks overall? I think they could get off to a slower start. Geno Smith, over the course of his career, wasn't a guy you thought of as, you know, an MVP caliber type quarterback. Last year, he looked great. Is he due for regression? What does this injury uh, now mean for him and the type of start that the Seahawks can get off to? It looks like um, in Jigba, Smith and Jigba, his odds didn't change a whole lot. He's still the sixth favorite. Uh, I can't bet on it in my market, but it looks like there wasn't a lot of change there. I'm not uh, mistaken. So I'm not going to bet on that. Maybe he is back, but it, I think it is a concern. And anytime someone has to get an actual surgery, three to four weeks, I mean, I think you need at least a couple weeks before you're feeling like yourself somewhat again and can like do stuff with that wrist. So I think it's a bigger deal. I agree with you. I think this is uh, hugely significant. Uh, I know Adam Schefter uh, tweeted out that a source says that he could still be ready for the start of the regular season. I'll believe it when I see it. I see the word surgery and right away I get nervous. You're right that wrists are uh, really, really important in terms of being a receiver and catching footballs. That's also significant. Uh, To me, I think this immediately nullifies any chances of winning Offensive Rookie of the Year. He could very well have been the best receiver in a variety of ways. But, Mm -hmm. you know, at the same time, 
I have some real concerns about, you know, what is overall health and longevity supposed to be, especially given that there's so many other offensive rookies out there who will be ready to start the regular season. And I know I've been harping on this point for some time now, but to win one of these rookie awards, you really do need to be starting week one. And with this injury news to JSN, I feel like that's just not going to happen. And it's a tough break for him. Love the receiver. Love to see what he can do in this offense because I feel like he can be absolutely dynamite. Um, It is funny that when PFF was talking about uh, this injury, they pointed out something I thought was really significant. JSN's most impressive season at Ohio State came in 2021 when his 4.01 yards per route run was better than Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. So it's one of those things where I love the player. I would love to see what he can do in this offense. And even though I think the sky is the limit, you still have to start the regular season. And so this is something where there may be a lot of value on him, say like in year two, something like this. But this is a a real significant setback to me. Yep, I'm with you on that one. So that does open the door, especially for some of those other wide receivers that we've been looking at. I think we all kind of agreed that uh, the rookie quarterback, maybe one wins it, but that's probably not where I want to spend my money. So someone like a Zay Flowers, who's looked phenomenal this preseason, maybe the defenses are going to be focusing on Justin Jefferson and the Vikings. That could open the door for Jordan Addison there in Minnesota. So uh, I think there's other places to look. Paul just brought up a very good point. What is the lesson to learn here? Of course, for our purposes, we start talking about uh, offensive (laughs) rookie of the year right after the draft, but maybe you need to slow your roll a little bit and wait for the preseason. And and as you said, you really want to look at some of these guys that are going to be starters, going to be getting a lot of the volume starting week one and playing that entire season. And if someone suffers an injury in the preseason or God forbid, training camp, your money's already pretty much toast. (laughs) Maybe there are like two windows of opportunity when it comes to, say, Offensive Rookie of the Year. One of them is immediately after the draft or as soon as the odds are posted, which is that way with any market, right? Like as soon as things are posted, that's when lines are at their least efficient. So start there. And then the second area may be after the preseason when all of these potential injuries uh, could be occurring. And so if you were trying to to snag him just because you you saw him uh, or you read about the hype or something like that around this time, maybe that wasn't most advantageous. Maybe that's the lesson to be learned here because largely these lines are inefficient and they're going to stay that way up until the regular season, right? Then we know exactly who can play well, who's a gamer, all that fun stuff. Then things start to iron themselves out once we actually start to think about this stuff from the overall football collective. But to me, if you were going to pounce on this early, I know it's a tough break for you. If you're trying to do it around now, uh, maybe there was a lesson to be learned not to do that. Yeah, I agree. It's almost like you want to start a Google Doc and make like a short list. Mm-hmm. Okay, these are the offensive rookies that I'm going to keep my eye on. Let's see how things go. Let's see how the number's moving. Maybe it doesn't much at all. And then right before the regular season, you can hit it. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Google Docs. You're speaking my language. I like it. Very nice. Where would we be without Google Docs, by the way? Real quick, how was Vegas? I mean, I feel like we buried the lead here. You're (laughs) glowing today. I assume it went well. It went very well. It went very well. What stories can I share about Vegas on the air? Let's move on now to, no, uh, no, it was a great time. It, it was a wonderful time. We, we got, we got all of our work in as far as bets are concerned, uh, both for contests and for uh, futures and things like that. So that was fantastic. Uh, old college buddy of mine uh, flew out to Vegas as well. So we had a good chance to catch up and, uh, you know, have like a little guys weekend you know, chance to, you know, catch up and uh, have a good time. And overall it was, it was just fantastic. And I, I keep forgetting like how amazing the food scene is when it comes to oh Vegas. Oh my gosh. Restaurants yeah. are top notch. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm with we uh, went to Momofuku uh, for like our big dinner uh, on Sunday night and yeah, uh, you know, the caviar, uh, you know, pork belly sandwich and, you know, some good noodles and, you know, everything was just fantastic. And it's one of the more underrated parts of the Vegas experience, I think. What, more importantly, what were you drinking? Anything good? Everything. Everything was amazing. <laughs> it was, it was. <laughs> Did you drive I forget or fly? Uh, okay, so I drove because it's only a four-hour okay. drive uh, from LA to Vegas, and to me, a four-hour drive I can do that. I know a lot of people right. who don't or can't, uh, but it, plus I also know like where all the stops are in between. So if I want to, you know, get a snack or something like that, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, that four-hour drive can be a struggle bus uh, after a while, just because you're, you know, you're catching up, you're having a good time. Well, you forget. How you know, was the traffic though? I know you mentioned the strategy. You don't want to like get stuck in traffic because mm-hmm. four hours could turn into eight real quickly. <laughs> was it bad? Yes. Did you time it perfectly? It was just fine. It was just fine. The, the key here for those out on the West Coast uh, driving to Vegas is don't do it Friday afternoon or like Friday early evening, and don't do it on a Sunday at all. Uh, unless it's like crack of dawn Sunday, and even then you're running the risk of things. But 
Friday mm-hmm. afternoon, forget it because everybody's getting off of work at the same time. Everybody's going to Vegas at the same time. So you're going to get stuck. And then pretty yeah. much all day Sunday, everybody's driving back home uh, to get back to work on Monday. That is a no-no. You pretty much have to take a day off some way, somehow, or fly yeah. in order to avoid uh, that kind of congestion. I love it. I mean, by the time you get to the airport early and all of this, you mm-hmm. got to Uber there, or find parking. You might as well just drive. You'll be halfway there by the time you even get on the plane. So I think that's a smart move. <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> the time it takes, though, to get a ride share or a taxi from the hotel can last a long time. So that's something you have to budget into your overall schedule. And it, <laughs> it is a science. It really is uh, to make sure, you know, you don't ruin this. But I yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, let's move on now uh, back to the NFL. And uh, Baker Mayfield has been named the starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Aaron, I don't know if you had the same reaction I did, but I nearly pulled my hair out when I saw that because <laughs> I'm like, how did Kyle Trask not win this job? Like, is he that bad? Oh, that's that my thought. He must be that bad if Baker he... Mayfield beat him out for the job. It was almost like Todd Bowles was giving Kyle Trask every opportunity to win that job by not announcing it. Is he... And then finally he's like, oh, man. We got to do the Baker thing, I guess. I mean, he must have been that bad, Ed, which says a lot about Kyle Trask. I want to put Baker Mayfield in perspective as far as how last season went for him and how he got the job over Kyle Trask. So bear this in mind. When it comes to just short throws, we're talking less than 10 air yards. Like, you're not throwing it deep. You're not just trying to move the six. Just less than 10 air yards, something that any competent quarterback should be able to do on any consistent basis. <laughs> per completion percentage over expected from next-gen stats, qualified quarterbacks on throws less than 10 air yards. Justin Fields was in last place. Then it was Baker Mayfield. Russell Wilson was third to last. Zach Wilson, fourth to last. And not only that, he had one of the lower pressure rates on such throws. Nobody was getting in his face when he was throwing fewer than 10 air yards, and he still wasn't completing those passes on any kind of consistent basis. So if the short game is gone, I almost don't care who your fantastic wide receivers are. And Tampa Bay certainly has a few of them, but if they're not getting the ball because of inaccurate throws, that is a major problem. And he still beat out Kyle Trask. Yeah, I mean, it seems like Baker's on his final uh, year here or two in the NFL. I wouldn't be surprised if he's out of the league. So I was kind of spinning it forward. We've got the Bucks at Vikings week one. This spread at six and a half. I mean, should Kirk Cousins and company, you know, be that heavy of a favorite? But the Bucks might stink. I mean, they really have no run game. I'm not even sure about their head coach. Their secondary isn't good. And now they've got Baker as their quarterback. I might lean Vikings here. I I might as well. I I do know defensively there's a lot of room for optimism with Tampa Bay. They may just be playing a lot of lower scoring games. And I wonder if right away, if I'm looking at week one, if the under makes a good bit more sense because it's a way to fade yeah, Baker that's Mayfield, great. but it's also a way. Yeah. Uh, totals at 45 well, how are the Bucks going to score? 
I mean, that's exactly. the concern. I, I just, yeah. Unders for the Bucks is definitely a trend to keep an eye out for. Yeah, yeah exactly. Under 45 and a half, where you are backing this Bucks defense to at least contain Justin Jefferson in some way. And if we also want to mm-hmm. believe that Minnesota is going to have some regression after winning all those one-possession games and point differential, all that stuff from a year ago, if we want to believe that, then six and a half is a big number. Maybe it's appropriate, but to me, that just means they're not going to score as much. Maybe they rely on the run game a little bit more, which is largely inefficient. I I look at this and say, give me a lower scoring game. I'm probably more comfortable with that avenue. Yeah, because the Vikings are probably going to be doing most of the scoring. Can I get a Jordan Mm -hmm. Addison anytime touchdown, please? I can't wait to start betting. Ah, week one. It's going to be so much fun when those props are posted. Oh, yeah. Props posted, seeing the games on on the big scoreboards in Vegas. Like, you know, how do you not (laughs) salivate when you're seeing that? Like, just just a wonderful time. Like, going to, you know, any and all of the sports books to see how everybody sets everything up and see if you find some advantages, whatever. Like, it's like 65 degrees here. And it was like, oh, my gosh. It's like Mother Nature knew football season is right around the corner. The crisp air is here. Not to mention, the hurricane really didn't affect Vegas too much. I mean, it was just a light drizzle on Sunday. Other than that, we were in great shape. So, nicely done. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, BetMGM's latest insights in the NFL win totals markets. That's right here on the BetQL Network.